Good evening, Reanimated Rob here. Before we start our podcast, here's a shout out to some of our friends and sponsors. Abel Ebenezer Brewer Company in Merrimack, New Hampshire, is where we and our friends and podcast family members wrote sort of record. The brewery self-distributes in the southern New Hampshire area and has a tap room and beer garden you can visit. For a list of where the beers are available and tap room hours, go to abelebenezer.com. Hey everybody, Christopher from the Black Lagoon here. Our Fiends in Road Soda are a re- weekly podcast hosted by Mike, head brewer and co-founder of Abel Ebenezer Brewing Company, and by Brendan, distributor for Abel Ebenezer, as well as founder of Litter Crew. They discuss current events, have interesting conversations, all while reviewing a beer. They drink while you drive. Check them out every Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, my ghosts and ghouls. It's Meg the Mortician here, reminding you to not litter. One of my many hats I wear is the event coordinator for the New Hampshire Litter Crew. Go check out our social media at NH Litter Crew and keep an eye out on Facebook for our next Litter Crew event coming near you. Welcome to Monster Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher from the Black Lagoon, and with me today is... Reanimator Rob. Meg the Mortician. And tonight, our main feature is that we're going to be talking about the 1986 film, Dolls. But before we get to that and everything beforehand, what have you guys been doing in the past week? Let's catch up over the past week. My calendar has been like mucho like fall um this weekend especially i went to spooky world on friday night with my chorus brothers matt dean barry blaine and dr john mcgeehan and um where we saw megan yep i was there too and with her my crew. Little crew yeah and your buddies bought me a, a beer and mm-hmm. and uh, it was awesome to meet them yeah it was awesome to meet your friends too yeah, yeah. and uh we went through all the attractions and we went early 7:30, and I'm glad we left when we did because trying to get out of that cornfield parking area was like probably the scariest part of the attraction because <laughs> there was like 20 cars coming at me in like one direction, and it was just insane. And uh, when I got to the end of the parking lot, there's like 10 people directing traffic at the end when everybody's like safely out. And I'm like, dudes, you need to be up there like helping people get up. Yeah, like I'm sure there's a couple dead bodies there, like and you just don't realize it yet. So, but it was fun. Um, we hadn't been in a while, and um, especially the haunted hayride. One of the things I thought of going down that was, I think it would be like really cool to go like see that during the day if you could get access to it. I mean, of course you'd have to get permission, but yeah, like the 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 fake airplane crash that they have and some of the like the the scenery i bet that would like really look cool in yeah, the day yeah it would be cool like area to do like a photo shoot and stuff is, yeah like, along the hayride definitely yeah and then um i went apple picking with my friends uh, rick whalen and aaron and storm lavella shot dr eric hauser and, and sean plunkett 
and um, I got like the biggest gourd I have ever seen. I didn't I know saw that. the picture. It was pretty big. So I've been like showing people, you want to see my gourd? <laughs> and uh, it's really big. And cause I didn't know they like made gourds that big. So I was, I, yeah, I showed you guys my gourd. And mm. I, I don't think they make them that big. I think nature just makes them that big. Oh, right. Yeah. But I didn't know nature made them that big. I always thought gourds were small. Yeah. So. Oh, like I mean, the tiny pumpkins? Yeah. Oh, they come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah. Who knew, right? There's competitions mm-hmm. for like biggest gourd and stuff at the fairs. It makes sense, but... right? Because they have the largest pumpkin and why not the largest gourd? Yeah. And my, my giant gourd is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Just saying. And uh, Oh, my gourd. And last night, uh, New Hampshire Game Men's Course, who I, I sing with, uh, we had our like annual karaoke event at Doogie's Barn Grill and that was very well attended and there was somebody singing uh, Monster Mash and, you know, Tis the Season. And one of the things that we did um, talk about amongst the friends is, um, you know, what's your favorite horror movie? And a lot of people keep bringing up Trick or Treat, I, which... That's one of my favorites. It's a really good one. Yeah. And uh, my, my other my friend brought up American Psycho, um, which that's is good. good and I, mean, I have um, it tattooed on my arm. Yeah. <laughs> and we were continuing the conversation about costumes and, and so one of the for Halloween and for Spooky Bear in Provincetown and the uh, um, one of the ideas I came up with is and this is a reference to Rocky Horror Picture Show is a satanic mechanic. Mm. So you can buy like a mechanics outfit like on Amazon really cheap and yep. paint your face red and put some horns in and Satanic, satanic mechanic, mechanic. bada bing bada boom love it <laughs> your blinker fluid's low <laughs> yeah here let me help That's you with that get in hell. <laughs> yeah. so yeah other than that just been busy you know and uh um just excited about all the horror movie events coming up right yeah it's a lot going on yeah i'm sure yeah. your report's gonna be filled with those oh chalk fall yeah Yeah, um, I've been, you know, working at ABLE uh, this weekend, you know, um, this upcoming Friday, October 8th, uh, we are releasing Homecoming, which is the pumpkin (sighs) beer, so that'll be good, that'll be a fun day, Um, but yeah, Spooky World was fun, Uh, a little different than last year, they kind of streamlined you through each attraction, so once you, you got on the hayride, you were in it, like, for the hall, you know, so you got on the hayride. Once you got off the hayride, you immediately went, were in line for the colony. And then the mm. after the colony was the asylum. And then after the asylum, it was the 3D clown um, house. So, it, like, you went through all four and then you were out. Which, in previous years, it was like, you could go in. And then once you came out, you could, like, decide where to go next or take a break mm. or whatever. So Asylum, oh, cool. asylum yeah. was really good. I think, you know, we all had, uh, in our group, we all had, like, a jump scare. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, my um, my friend Ben Parker actually helped with Asylum. So shout out to Ben. Yeah, good Ben. Job. That was it really was... good. That was like probably my favorite attraction. So spooky. Yeah. yeah, it was very well done. And, and I, I do love the whole Asylum element. And the other thing we were joking about was getting food afterwards. And my friend Matt was like, I want a fried dough, but I also want an Italian sausage. And I'm like, here's an idea. Just get a fried dough, put an Italian sausage inside of it and wrap it up <laughs> like a... Italian sausage sub, like with a fried dough, like roll. That's Delicious. almost like the donut hamburgers or cheeseburgers yeah. that they make with the buns. Being I'm like, donut. that sounds legit. A glizzy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, but Chris, what did you what did you do this weekend and past week? Well, I didn't go to Spooky World, but I drove past the freaking traffic. That was scary. So, mm-hmm. Spooky World is in Litchfield, New Hampshire now. It's been all over New England for the longest time since I remember being um, like five, six years old, hearing the the jingle "America's Horror Theme Park Spooky World," and I never got to go. Um, actually, I still have never been to Spooky World. What? Still has never. I've gone to Nightmare New England at Canopy Lake Park in Salem, New Hampshire. I've been to a couple others, but um, but yeah, we were. I visited my uh, one of my best friends um at their new house to, you know, congratulate them, check it out, and mm. just like the horror you guys experience in the parking lot. So I had to <laughs> sit on, um, what is it? Um, Bancroft, Bancroft Highway? Highway. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if that was the name of the the highway or not, but it's only a two lane road, but one lane both ways. And um, as you're coming up, I was coming from north to south, and there was, like, a few cars in front of me. And it just took forever because the line was extending all the way into where the parking lots are. And then right as I'm about to go, boom, right forward, some asshat from Maine in a pickup truck (laughs) just bangs left. I'm like, you realize I'm not going to where you're going. (laughs) You might want to wait a second. Oh, yeah. But I, yeah. I think, as you guys were pointing out, they needed more people by the road to really... Like, cops were there, mm. so... They didn't do much, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like I, I, I thought that. And, you know, they they do a good job overall, but the, the parking situation was a little tricky with, like, you had... When I left, it was just crazy. Uh, they had... It's like a free-for-all. Yeah, it really was. And, and I, I just said, hey, like, somebody should be, like, yeah. directing traffic further up so more people can get out easier. And the guy was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure if they were, like... You know, selling or serving alcohol at Spooky World, but like, oh yeah, there was a beer tent. Yeah. But I mean, like, just to have someone guide people out because just the, pe- people can yeah. be stupid. Actually, I saw some. I saw a car that hit a telephone pole. Like, oh. my girlfriend's like, um, "Are they doing a, a, a breath a checkpoint?" Like, we left my friends house at like eleven thirty that night. So that's about when I left Spooky like, World, actually. But so. we went. So, but we I drove south because I'm like I'm not going back up to that mess, and we can just yeah. no, yeah. And you're like that's not part of the attraction, and, people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone not from New Hampshire is like I have no idea what locations you're talking about, mm. but that's fine. Literally no. Yeah. So um, other things I've done this week, um, I started watching Creep Show season three. So nice. they're on awesome. episode two. Really liked. The first segment of episode one didn't really like the second episode mm-hmm. of episode one. I didn't really, I, I wish I could have liked the first section of episode two, mm. and then I just flat out fell asleep during the second one because I don't know. I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah, and I don't know. But we also watched the new American Horror Story. Um, they're going into the second part with a new story. I'm yeah. still behind. <laughs> I'm I'm honestly not sure if I like it or not. Okay. I haven't seen I haven't seen it, but I, I didn't really like the way the the first part of the Red Tide. You know, I didn't like the way Red Tide ended. Ended. I thought it was yeah. too rushed, rushed, and like just because it was the doing a double feature, let's tie up all the loose ends really uh, quickly and make it like neat and clean, and yeah. I just. I don't know. It was, my, wasn't the best. Yeah, my coworker Sammy said she liked the the new episode that started the other half of the double feature, mm. but she said her boyfriend didn't. So I'm curious. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm curious to see if I'll like it or not. But mm. I need to catch up. I've just again, I'm still trying to finish Handmaid's Tale. That's so. Right. That's, <laughs> so you, many you got a things. Lot on your plate. So many <laughs> things. Yeah. yeah, we just got a lot going on, especially this month. I feel like mm. this month is so busy. <laughs> 
I've also started my 31 Days of Horror. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I'll just go over what we have. Um, by the way, we're recording this on Monday because Meg's going to the Bruins Capitals game on Wednesday. Woo-hoo! So um, I only have a short list for you guys, but I'll have a longer list for you guys next episode. Mm. So for night one, I watched Friday the 13th Part 4. Awesome. Cool. Um, and then the night after that, um, this is a movie I've been wanting to watch for a while, but Willy's Wonderland with yeah. Nicolas Cage. Guy has no dialogue the whole movie. He just drinks soda, plays pinball, and then kills the animatronics. <laughs> wow. That sounds like a great movie. <laughs> it's it's pretty badass. There's a lot more to it, so I highly suggest the watch. Um, and then for night three, I, were, I watched Tremors. Yeah. I haven't seen one. that movie from beginning to finish in a long, long time. Mm. I saw the movie poster that you posted. It looks really good. Yeah, that's that's the actual poster. I'll, Kevin, have, to, I'll Kevin have to watch Bacon, that one. Right? Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Seven layers and, of Kevin Bacon. Is that and, how it works? And Reba's McIntyre of all their shit. So, <laughs> so if you see that Reba McIntyre's, um, no, sorry, Reba's McIntyre to be a shit. Like the picture from that is from Tremors when because oh. her and her, her husband in that movie are just like big old like, um, like gun collectors and stuff. Like her uh, husband pulls out an elephant gun. Like the the rounds wow. are like they got to be like five to six inches long and like maybe like a inch and a half in diameter like they're big shells like Dang. yeah but uh, i forget did did reba she's in that movie and and she survived yeah yeah she didn't die and then she did she sing i'm a survivor from her, <laughs> from her sitcom tic- that tiktok sound has gotten so popular yeah I, I can't remember if um i'm sure there's one i think there's one of her songs in the beginning of the movie i'm like there has to be there has to be there has right? to be i reba. just i just don't remember and then, of course, um, I watched Dolls for, yeah. for tonight's episode. Same. So, Hey, let me ask you something. Um, I saw that your, your first movie was Friday the 13th, the final chapter, and I sent you the um, the alternate ending. I watched that. What did you think of it? Good question. Um, <laughs> I really thought about it. I think they just, I don't know, like... Their mother was a loose end because you don't know what happened to her. She was. You can only assume she's dead. Right. And then in this alternate ending, like, she finds her mom dead in um in, in the bathtub. And then while she's, like, in distress finding her mom, you see that Jason is behind her again and then goes to kill her. And then she wakes up. So it's basically... It's, it ends at the scene that you actually see at the right. end. Right, and then the mother, when she like she opens her eyes and they're all white, and that was pretty freaky. Yeah. But I, that I, was I, cool. I, I had heard about it for a long time, and they had mentioned it, like there was another cut, and then I, you couldn't find it anywhere, and then one day it showed up on YouTube, but minus the, the sound. Right? Yeah, they, they lost the soundtrack to it. Um, they just basically wanted to keep with like all the other friday the 13th like especially from yeah. the first one where you have a jump scare at the end yeah. which was inspired by carrie with the jump scare at the end of carrie yeah. so yeah so it's a lot of that and i, and I like the commentary from the actress kimberly back and and she's talking about the house that they 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 did the film in and she's like i can't believe all the damage we did to this house and oh yeah that, that happens with a lot of films yeah that happened at a fraternity weekend in maine i went to <laughs> and uh <laughs> Nobody cares at frat parties. And Friday the 13th Part 3 has an altered ending, and it's really hard to find, like, that raw footage. It's just a small snippet. Oh, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I saw that you posted the alternate ending in the group chat, but since I haven't seen that one, I didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, I know. But yeah. I know I need to get on these, the Friday the 13th, you know. But, but yeah, the, I, they're also, yeah. Facebook was down all day today. Yeah, so what was up with that? <laughs> I know, it's like we're living in Little House on the Prairie again. <laughs> you mean I have to use my actual face to talk to people today? <laughs> Great. So now we'll uh, get to... The next uh, segment of our podcast, Rob, what's going on in the world of horror? So there's some like major stuff going on. So, I mean, I'm sure you guys already know that Halloween Kills is coming out. Um, so the sequel to the 2018 movie will pick up just moments after the previous movie left off in theaters October 15th, and it's streaming on Peacock. And after Laurie Strode, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, her daughter Karen, played by Judy Greer, and granddaughter Allison Andy Matichak, leave Michael Myers, played by Nick Castle, caged in the basement of Laurie's burning house. Of course, Michael manages to free himself and destroyed. The Strode women join a group of other survivors that decide to form a mob to hunt Michael. And I didn't know this, but this Halloween reunion is expected to be a trilogy, which will also include Halloween Ends coming to theaters one year from now. Oh. Yeah, and another awesome part of this movie is, you know, if you haven't seen the original Halloween, like, you should watch it just just to kind of get yourself familiarized with some of these characters so because the new movie reunites the michael myers survivors including lindsey wallace played by kyle richards uh marion chambers but played by nancy stevens uh marion chambers of uh, played by nancy stevens who is the nurse and uh sheriff lee brackett played by charles cyphers uh and, and the other person that they're adding is tommy doyle's coming back but that's not the original Tommy Doyle, played by Brian Andrews. It's played by Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's Part cool. of the Brat Pack. <laughs> and uh, and so in a quick clip from the film, we get to see Charles Cyphers repeat his iconic One Good Scare line from the original Halloween. So that's, you know, you know that's going to be awesome. And <laughs> Of the, course. Yeah, and the movie will be available to stream by Peacock Premium. Uh, subscribers at no extra fee and producer and Bloomhouse CEO Jason Bloom stresses preference for more traditional theatrical windows but revealed it was disappointing it was the disappointing performance of the 2020 Bloomhouse movie Freaky which was released last November that spurred him to put Halloween Kills on Peacock so there's some like strategy going on there yeah I have no I'm, I'm I want to see it in theater I don't want to watch it at home yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Except, you know, when when Cinemagic went out, uh, you know, a business because of COVID, that was like one less theater in the area, I guess, immediately for us in southern New Hampshire. Um, but Apple Apple theaters bought out Cinemagic. Yeah, I guess a lot of them are um, based out of like western Massachusetts and New York area. Cool. So that would be, be good. Yeah. Yeah. But... I like to go to Chunky's, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Chunky's yeah. for having Cadillac seats as chairs and <laughs> food and all that. Well, that's where I saw Candyman, and there was only like 
five people there to watch Candyman. <laughs> right. So can't beat that. Can't yeah. beat opening weekend too. So no, nice. but I mean, we'll see how that works out for them in terms of like streaming it, you know, at home the same day that they're playing it in theaters. Um, the other thing that I was very interesting to hear about was the the Friday fight. So, and and Chris, you had shared this with me, so thank you. Um, so horror fans have a glimmer of hope, albeit with many caveats. The new, new Friday the 13th movie may be on the horizon. Screenwriter Victor Miller has just scored a huge victory in court after years of battling it out for the rights to the iconic horror franchise. And just to give you a little bit of a backstory, in 2016, Miller filed a copyright termination to regain the rights to Friday the 13th as he penned the screenplay for the original horror hit that spawned a massive franchise, of course, and eventually made Jason Voorhees an icon to the genre. The U.S. copyright law allows authors to reclaim the rights to what they created after a certain number of years. In 2018, a federal judge ruled in Miller's favor, and Dr. Sh- uh, Director Sean S. Cunningham in Har Inc. tried to argue that Miller wrote the screenplay under what is known as work for hire, meaning he had no claim to the underlying intellectual property, otherwise known as IP. Uh, ultimately, the powers that ruled in Miller's favor, they ruled in Miller's favor in 2018, and now the Second Circuit Court of Appeals has upheld that decision. So what does that legal mumbo-jumbo mean? <laughs> it, so essentially the higher court concluded that Miller was not an independent contractor when he wrote the original 1980 slasher classic and therefore he's entitled to authorship rights and as such the copyright termination miller filed is seen is seen as valid in the eyes of the law and the rights to friday the 13th will revert back to him uh however the only that only applies to the u.s and only pertains to the original movie which in the case of friday the 13th can complicate things because you know there's a bazillion sequels and um but I mean, this is a huge step in the process, and it doesn't certainly mean that Miller's is now free to take the franchise and do whatever the heck he wants. Uh, so, for instance, you know, owning the original screenplay doesn't mean he owns the character of adult Jason Voorhees. So Miller's ownership of the work only covers domestic rights. So the franchise will remain dormant, but here's hoping we're almost at that point where Jason can return once more. And and. Uh, on a side note, that the final outcome has major implications for Hollywood as other writers are currently attempting to get rights back to their intellectual property. Uh, specifically, Marvel is currently fighting to keep the rights to some of their biggest characters. So we'll see what happens with that, that this could have yeah. ramifications down the pipe. Like the game, Friday the 13th, the game, they had to go through so many loopholes to make that game and then even all the updates. And then mm-hmm. it just get to a point where... It was a nightmare mm. be- to try to do anything else with that game or try to update it because of all the copyright laws, which is also why like the franchise hasn't gotten a reboot or anything went past the uh, mm. the last Friday the Thirteenth movie that's come out is because of this. So, oh. yeah, yeah, and I I would I'd love to see and I, and I've had thoughts about wouldn't it be awesome if they picked up where the original Friday the Thirteenth came picked you know where the original Friday the Thirteenth um, left off and restart it with a new twist. Like I've always had these different ideas. Like how could they recreate this? Because you don't really hear too much of Pamela Voorhees' backstory or like um, the speculation about who the father is, and you know, yeah. like almost like a pre, like a pre prequel. 
That would be right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, how my roommate hadn't seen either the original Halloween or the Rob Zombie remake Mm. of Halloween and how she did kind of lean more towards the Rob Zombie one just because it had more information about Michael Myers' backstory. Yeah. Like, I think... That makes sense. It's like a true crime brain. You know, Mm -hmm. like, when you listen to the stories, a lot of people who cover the stories talk about their upbringing and their Mm. environment because those things are very important and crucial to how they develop as an adult. And, like, I really value the backstory of, like, characters and people. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I, I... definitely understand why they made Halloween back in 2018. Yeah. I think it was 2018. And they were like, yep, after Halloween, the original Halloween, just forget about the rest of the sequels because mm-hmm. even Halloween 2, a lot of fans were like shrugging like, what the hell's going on? They're like, oh, Laurie Strode is the sister and this and this and this. Yeah. And then mm. 3, they tried to take it a whole new direction and that didn't work, <laughs> even without, even with the power of Tom Atkins, rest in peace. And then... Mm. Four, they had to bring back Michael Myers, and mm. then it just gets he's going after his niece now, and then five, and then the curse of Michael Myers right. with the thorn, and it's just like, thank God Paul Rudd was in that film. I know. <laughs> oh, so it, it's funny that you say that because, and I, and I forgot to mention this. So they're bringing back Nancy Stevens, who plays the the nurse to Donald Pleasance, and she was in part one. Oh wow! And and she was also like showed up in part two at the end to take them back to yeah and so she gets knocked off i think she was the first to get knocked off in halloween h2o because when she goes to her house michael myers had ransacked it because she had all the files oh yeah that's her so now that they're ignoring that she's alive again (laughs) and i liked her role her chain smoking nurse role and we love a comeback story so good for her and so the other thing I wanted to mention quickly is, you know, speaking of uh, competition, is I know what you did last summer again. So Amazon Prime is gearing up for a spooky season with their new I Know What You Did Last Summer series. And it's based on Lois Duncan's 1973 novel. The series is written by Sarah Goodman and follows the setup of the 1997 film adaption. Um and teachers in a sleepy little town find themselves in the center of a terrifying mystery when a killer begins stalking them a year after a fatal accident on their graduation night. So that's set to premiere on Amazon Prime, October 15th, the same day as Halloween Kills. So oh. they're going to need all the luck they can get, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I know what I'm not watching. That <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, so FYI, if you're, you know, you want to go watch that, you can. And I thought yeah. it was worth mentioning anyway. Because it depends if you're like still a homebody, you know, with the whole COVID thing. Yeah, but you know, and and it'd, it'd be to curious to own. see, yeah, definitely, like how it compares to the the original. <laughs> yeah, like they're another remake of a mediocre mm. movie. <laughs> it was fun when I first watched it, but yeah. I, I don't know if I'm gonna like the series. I don't know. You never know. Like Fear Street, like yeah, that caught me by surprise. On uh, and Netflix, I've yet to see yeah. any of the Scream show i like the scream that was pretty good actually it was pretty entertaining and and uh i was actually hoping they'd make another one but they they didn't fantastic well so that's all i have for the news this week ladies and germs (laughs) (laughs) thank you very much rob meg are we ready for the undertaking question of the week (laughs) 
Yeah. All right. So this uh, question, uh, also another question provided to me by Dan. Shout out to Dan Gacharna. Thank you, Dan. Um, yeah, thanks, Thank you, Dan. man. And everybody else out there that listens to us, please feel free to send us a message on any of our social media or email accounts to uh, ask us a question or send mes- Meg a question of the week. Yeah. Um, so this question of the week is, as far as horror movies go, what has a bigger impact on you? The cinematography, the sound design, or the prop slash makeup design? So... That is a very good question. And for me, I would have to say, in order to be in my top 10, you have to have all three. And so, for example, Phenomena and Suspiria, uh, which are Dario Argento films, they have, they have it all. They have awesome music, they have awesome cinematography, and they have great music. I, I think to be a successful horror film, you have to have all three. Mm. Like end of story like you can't have a good horror movie with a cheesy horror movie soundtrack if anybody's going to take it seriously and you have to have good special effects like one of the things that i have a problem with now is some of the cgi because it's so bad it's just you know it's like just fake right because i grew up with real life you know the, the makeup artist tom savini where they did all the the effects you know by hand and homegrown and yeah and it's just like sometimes I yeah if it's good CGI yeah but like if it's like lazy CGI forget about it and 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 then you know cinematography like so I can say if you haven't seen the movie Phenomena the beginning is like in the Swiss countryside and it's just a beautiful backdrop for a terrifying beginning of a movie and there are other movies that have I mean Halloween right they filmed it in California but they made it look like Illinois in fall yeah but it had a you know had a nice backdrop so you definitely have to have good filming and, and good music and like all three for sure as otherwise that's a good missing. point yeah that's a great point i have to really agree with rob on this one because mm. all three i mean if i think about the soundtrack the sa- soundtrack doesn't have to be great because either way, if the movie's really good, the soundtrack's just memorable. Right. True. Like, if you just think about those sounds or the music or the orchestral, you know, um, sounds that come from that movie, you ought to, you automatically think of what you're watching. Mm. Mm-hmm. Special effects, um, if they're too bad, you're laughed at. <laughs> and if they're really good, you're admired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the acting... The acting has to be at least mediocre. It has to be at least mediocre because you'll at least have one really good actor and someone that can't act their way out of a paper bag. So, <laughs> but as long as like, as long as those three are, as long as those three things are working together well, you're gonna have a movie everyone will like. But you can't have a movie without just one of those things because then that movie just. It just won't do well. It's like yeah. taking one tire out of a car. You're not going to really get anywhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. To be I, honest. I, I think that, um, and it depends. Like, for instance, like some of the, I don't mind a movie that has like acting that isn't as good if it's in the same context of what else is going on in the film. If it's a campy movie, then, you know, Sleepaway Camp, for instance, is a movie that takes place in a summer camp. So I don't expect it to be like, four-star acting i expect it to be 
you know, mediocre acting and some cheesiness and, 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 and the music's okay and, and the acting's okay and the backdrop's okay, but if it's like supposed to be a, like a real serious movie, horror movie, then you really have to ha- like pull all the stops, you know? Yeah. Um, so it just depends on what the subgenre is too. Like, um, you know, if it's supposed to be like a fairy tale type of movie, then you want kind of like fairy tale music and like a backdrop, like like Jaws, right? That wouldn't be a successful movie if when the shark fin came up, instead of having the da da, you had the you had like yeah. And so it's I think that sometimes you watch these movies where you know the soundtrack might not align with the mo- the film or the backdrop might not align with the f- the film and and so it's just there's something off about it right and oh absolutely so fun fact so when i was watching friday the 13th part 4 i was um reading something about crispin glover talking about the movie mm-hmm. so you know the infamous dance scene yeah. where he's not with the beta song at all he's like having a seizure originally <laughs> They had an ACDC song. I think it was Thunderstruck. Oh, so he was going to the beat of Thunderstruck, wow. and then they had this song. Dun, 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 dun. It was like a more upbeat tempo song, and the way he was dancing had nothing to do with the beat that was yeah. going on. <laughs> so it just made him. But I think overall, it worked. It, it worked. It still was such a memorable part of the movie. Like, oh yeah, remember Crispin Glover's dance? And yeah, so. Yeah, and and I was just wondering, like maybe they couldn't get the permission to play the ACDC song or something. Yeah, and like yeah, that's exactly why they yeah. couldn't get the rights to do it. But to your point with Jaws, John Williams, he's yeah. the other actor with the he shark because yeah. he is that he's that, thinking like that the mental, shark. Yeah, uh, he's mentally affecting the audience with yeah. just a jun jun jun, and like that's when yeah. you know, and even just like the when the strings start going, like it just means something could happen I, and I think it just yeah. creates more mm-hmm. anxiety I, I think you find most of the sex, uh, successful the most successful horror movies have really amazing soundtracks yeah that... I mean whether it's Friday the 13th or Halloween uh, you know Jaws even movies like uh, Carrie I mean, it has a really good soundtrack and, and there's some other like Lilo I think it's Lilo Schifrin I mean he does a lot of horror movie soundtracks so you have these certain musicians um that play horror movie songs and yeah or soundtracks and they're damn good at it and yeah even like john williams like i always think about that the end of the movie and i know this is not horror but as a kid et yeah i mean that soundtrack was so amazing that the boston pops still play it at you know their concerts because when they the air the uh when et leaves in the spaceship i mean that sound that that music makes that final scene. And so the same thing applies to horror movies, right? I mean, you can't have a powerful ending without a powerful soundtrack. Yeah. Or, or like you can't really have a Tim Burton movie without a Danny Elfman. No, exactly. Exactly. Where's the Oingo Boingo songs? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be the same if you had like a Spice Girls like and you know soundtrack yeah. in the back. No, yeah. <laughs> you can't have like Wannabe playing while Edward Scissorhands is trying to like you know Cut hair. make a dinosaur out of a bush or that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think I think the overall answer to Dan's question is you really need all three. You do. Yeah. It's like it's 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 that triangle. It's like putting out. It's like a fire. A fire needs oxygen. It needs a heat source, mm. and it needs food. And if you yeah. take one of those out, the fire is gone. Yeah. You need all the elements. 
all definitely. the elements. Yeah, I'm definitely the an audio and visual person when it comes yeah. to the movie. So definitely the soundtrack has to be there to like build the suspense and then the visuals have to be there to like really stick with me. Mm. And then like you said about like the acting doesn't have to be great. Like I know I talked about this, I think the last podcast about malignant. Like mm. the acting was just not there. Yeah. It was a really cool concept and I definitely like thought it could have been a little bit better, mm-hmm. but you know, it is what it is at this point. But yeah, I agree. It, it definitely needs all, all pieces. You know, the, like they say, the triangle is the strongest force in nature. <laughs> yep. You need all three to like make a great horror movie. Otherwise you just have a line. Yeah. Definitely have to impact <laughs> your audience. So you need all three. So good. Awesome. That was great. Awesome feedback. question. Yeah. Awesome question. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Speaking of soundtracks, here is my record of the week. You like Huey Lewis on the news? They're okay. Their early work was a little too new wave for my taste. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. Love it. So the week, so the uh, record I got for this week um, it's by Waxwork Records. Again, I know. I have They're a the best. Of their... they Waxwork, make... sponsor us. No, I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> I <laughs> no, want to meet you. She's not kidding. <laughs> Call us. I'm not kidding. Um, Seriously. <laughs> Stop by Abel Ebenezer's. Harry. So recently, um, Waxwork Records re-released um, their Creepshow variant on vinyl. So I brought in Creepshow 2, which is currently completely sold out. I like that, that I, cover. Yeah. I don't know... Um, which variant exactly I have. It's like a transparent blue with like, um, like this brownish swirl in it. So it could be old chief Woodenhead or the raft. Okay. Um, so the coolest thing about this soundtrack, um, as you listen to it, you also get all the narrations by the creep who is played by Tom Savini, but voiced by somebody else. Okay. Um, and this is composed by Les Reed and Rick wake, Rick Wakeman. I know that's a little bit of a tongue twister, a little bit, but um, if you don't mm-hmm. know who Rick Wakeman is, he is the keyboardist for the band Yes. Oh, okay. Owner, owner of a lonely heart. Yes. Oh, that band. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. That's Rob. like speaking of creepy, like music video. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know we'll be reviewing this movie in the future, but I think that's um, an awesome, awesome, awesome piece of art right there oh it is and um when i bring in the original creep show vinyl which i do have one of those um a little later date um i just like how they made the gatefold cover more mm. like a comic book i like it so yeah. when you open it up it's like pictures from the movie or like you know depictions of like comic book pictures of the movie and it gives you a whole history of where the soundtrack came from or how they found like the original masters and how the music was created and, and all this other historical stuff to it. Um, can't say enough about this and the company that put this out. They did a really good job. I, I like how the they... back, it looks like a cutout for the track list. Yeah. <laughs> you have Billy right here with the, with the uh, comic book. Almost looks like a coupon. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're going to send away for a voodoo doll. Yeah, I want a voodoo all doll. Those fun things. Yeah. And, I, and I do like how they show like uh, in the back of the record, they show, and even the front of the record, they show the raft, the hitchhiker and the uh, chief Woodenhead. I actually have a old chief Woodenhead tattoo. Awesome. And when I first got it, I posted it on my Instagram and Daniel beer who plays 
one of the guys in the raft. Oh, yeah. Actually, I'm pointing to the character that's depicted oh, on yeah. the, um, the illustration on the front of the vinyl. He he liked it, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like That's awesome. I think nice. he lives in Germany now, but, yeah. it was. And, it was... and George Kennedy, like we were just talking about him yeah. last week. He, he was in the Chief Woodenhead. Um, yeah, he was, yeah, he was in the first segment. And um, I always remember about that movie – the, my famous line that I always remember, the famous line that I always remember is in The Hitchhiker is the thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's a line that just sticks. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, it's uh, like I said, it's a solid record. Um, definitely pick it up if you can find a copy. But um, if you haven't gotten the first Creepshow vinyl, go on waxworkrecords.com and pick it up. I think it's a something to tide you over color mm. variant where it's like this aquamarine green mm. and a black swirl with it. So cool. um, when I talk about the Creepshow 1 vinyl that I have, I'll talk about my variant as well. So Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. So to continue the podcast, we're going to get into our main event this week. Mm-hmm. This past week, we watched the movie Dolls from 1986. So to go into all that information, um, it's rated R, uh, running time of one hour and 17 minutes. It was directed by Stuart Gordon. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he actually directed the movies Reanimator and From Beyond. Now, a little bit about this movie. Um, if you've seen From Beyond, they had an issue with um, some special effects, and they had to wait a long time. So they actually mm. started the movie Dolls oh. while filming re- films. I not reanimated fo- while filming from Beyond. Oh. So all the sets in Dolls was reused and recycled from from Beyond. I did read about that, but yeah. the movie came out a year later because they had to do more special effects for the Dolls and Dolls because ah. they had a lot of st- stop animation yeah. in it. Um, it was written by Ed Naha, who <laughs> also wrote. Honey, I Shrunk, and Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. Right. And oh, Chud okay. 2, Bud the Chud. <laughs> we talked about this Chud Bud last week, didn't we? Uh, we'll Sorry. talk about him later. But yeah, <laughs> I just enjoy that name so much. Chud. It was um, produced by Charles Band. Um, he's the guy that started Empire Pictures, which later on became, or, or separately, they started Full Moon Features, which does all the Puppet Master movies. Along with Ghoulies, Terror Vision, and the Subspecies series. Yeah, I love Ghoulies. Ghoulies is a fun one. <laughs> it always made you think twice about sitting on the toilet because of the poster <laughs> art of the little green ghoulie guy coming out of the toilet. Yeah. Ah, I know, right? There's something green in the toilet, and it's not my poop. Yeah. <laughs> TMI. So, anyway. So, cast includes um, Carrie Lorraine as Judy Bauer. She's the little girl in the movie. She was also in Poltergeist 2 and on uh, some episodes of TV shows such as Alf and Buffalo Bill. Yeah, and oh. she didn't do too much after that. I, no, I, I... she retired from acting and she became a lawyer. Oh, Good okay. for her. Yeah. Pop off queen. Yeah. You go, girl. And then Ann Patrick Williams plays as David Bauer, uh, the father of Judy. Uh, he was also in Reanimator as, I think he's a Swiss doctor yes. and um, robot jocks. Yep. Carolyn Purdy Gordon, who is the wife of the director of this film, Stuart Gordon. Yep. She was uh, Rosemary Bauer, who's like the evil, wicked stepmother in this film. Mm. I have one word. Biatch. <laughs> well described. Yeah, pretty good description. Um, <laughs> she was also in Reanimator as one of the uh, professors. And 
She was also in, if I can get back to my notes, area. She was also in From Beyond, and she was in Castle Freak. Yeah, so Ooh. there's definitely some connection there with the director and reanimator. And, yeah, a and, lot of Charles Band films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you'll you'll hear about a lot of these um, people as you go along. Mm. Guy Rolf as Gabriel Hartwick, the owner of the old creepy house. He was in Puppet Masters three through five and retro as the Great Toulon. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I yeah. knew he was so familiar, and I'm right. like, I just figured this out this week. I'm like, oh wow, he was that guy. I was, I was like, trying I to was... remember, like I know him from somewhere, and and where who, you know, and, and I looked it up, and I go, oh, Puppet Master. You know how his hair was like a weird tint in yeah. this movie because they had to bleach his hair for the movie, and he was so unhappy with how yellow it came out. Oh man, poor guy. Oh. <laughs> and he was also in the movie King of Kings, which is an older movie. Uh, Hillary Mason as Hillary Hartwick. Um, Hillary Mason was one of Stuart Gordon's favorite actresses to work with, so he oh. made this character named after her. She's the husband of um, Gabriel in this movie. Oh. She was also in Don't Look Now, Aquila, and Robot Jocks. If you haven't noticed, a lot of these actors yeah. and actresses came to Robot Jocks. Yeah, yeah. That's common, cool, though. Common yeah. thread. Yeah, it's like they all came together. But it it's makes like sense. It makes crew. sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, every director's got their crew, right? Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, the next person we're going to talk about is Hillary Mason. Is Hillary Hartwick? She was in. Oh no, wait. Oh, we just talked about her. Um, Bunty Bailey as Isabel Prange. Now it's weird because in the movie we don't know Isabel's having a last name. She was also in the movies Defunct and Spellcaster. Mm. Now you're going to recognize Bunty Bailey in this movie mm-hmm. because she was in the music video for AHA's Take On Me. Take on me. Which Take on me. She Sorry. was taken on um, <laughs> by Morton Harkett, the lead singer of AHA, because they dated during right. that time. Oh, yeah. okay. That's, I'm sorry, and I, I digress, but that is one of the best music videos of all time. Oh, for mm-hmm. sure. Definitely. I still watch that music video if it comes on. It's fabulous. And then every time I watch, I'm like, oh, yeah, she was in Dolls. <laughs> and, you know, like, it's funny that, you know, when you told me about that, I was so excited just to watch the movie Dolls because of the music video take on me because I, you know, who knew, like, she was in other stuff. Like, you don't know who this person is. Right. Yeah. She she did a bunch of acting for for she's doing act She's been doing acting for a long time. Yeah. Some current movies. Which makes sense. Um, the other punk rock girl in this movie is um, Enid, played by Cassie Stewart. She was in Amadeus in the movie Ordeal by Innocence. Oh. In the last cast member, um, this is the whole cast, by the way. Um, Stephen Lee is Ralph Morris. He kind of looks like uh, Sean Astin. He does. He does. <laughs> Doesn't he? And um, I, I was listened like, to a, Rudy. I no. listened to a couple other podcasts, and they're like, yeah, he looks like a fat Sean Astin. I'm like, aw. And they're like, he acts like a Sean Astin in 51st Dates. Yeah. Oh, my Spam God. And, um, I love that movie, too. <laughs> But Stephen Lee was also in um, War Games, La Bamba, and The Negotiator cool. with Samuel Jackson. Oh, he was in War Games. Yeah. Nice. Uh, music buzz was by Fuzby Morse. Um, he did uh, music for the movies Ghoulies 2 and The Arrival, as well as many more films. Nice. Mm-hmm. So... To continue from here, a little synopsis for those who have never seen the movie Dolls. And I'm sure you're all like, oh, a horror movie called Dolls is probably about dolls. Which, yeah. <laughs> but um, to set, set up the movie for you, uh, a dysfunctional family gets stuck in a rainstorm while driving to their vacation destination. Unable to continue, they run into a nearby house for cover. 
After meeting the strange owners of the house for a carload of passengers that shared the same troubles, they all get a room to stay for the night. However, there are many more residents that live in the creepy old house. For those who disrespect the house and its owners start to disappear. Ooh, mm-hmm. ominous. So some fun facts about this film before we show the trailer. And reminder, once we show the trailer, after that, it is spoiler land. Spoilers! Yep, all the spoils. All the spoils. We'll be going through, through the movie from beginning to finish. Spoilers. So, uh, some facts about the film to get you guys a little more interested, a little more um, a little more um, meat to the bones here. The film was shot before short Stuart, Stuart Gordon's next film, From Beyond, in 1986, and was shot on the same sets, but released almost a year afterward due to all the doll effects in post-production. Oh. Now... A lot of people that saw this movie a year later really wanted to compare it to Reanimator. Mm-hmm. So it got a lot of flack for not being as crazy or as gory as yeah. Reanimator, which Reanimator is such a uh, fantastic movie. Yeah. All the whispering sounds of the dolls that you hear were done by a group of Stuart Gordon's friends and family, including the kids and his wife. Oh, neat. Car- oh, that's fine. Yeah. Carolyn plays Rosemary. Ah. Psst, psst, psst. The house was constructed inside of a soundscape, soundstage at, uh, at the Italian studio formerly owned by Dino De Laurentiis. Oh. Inside, it seemed like a real two-story house where the cast and crew members could actually walk from room to room. Uh, outside were remnants of sets and props from other De Laurentiis productions, including the film Barbarella, which had inspired some of the dolls featured in the film. Cool. The film was shot on set in Italy as it was cheaper to shoot there than in Los Angeles and it avoided the Screen Actors Guild. The location had also been littered with props from previous films like I said, Barbella, Barbarella and also oh. Red Sonia. Cool. Um, and during the film's lengthy production, it was deemed too light on gore, so numerous gory inserts were shot. Once the footage was edited into the work print, it was decided that gore the gore is all wrong. It wasn't like it just didn't flow with the movie so it was kind of the wrong choice and some of those were excised from the mm. final cut Ooh, i'd love to see an uncut version though yeah and it dino cool. dino i mean yeah i just remember like seeing that everywhere as a kid like dean like those credits dino de Laurent, you know de Laurentiis. is that am i pronouncing it right probably not um, I, I would think so. You're trying. You're trying your best. Close right? enough. But I just, uh, that's such a, like, yeah, that, that's such a memorable. So another funny fact about this movie is that director Stuart Gordon was definitely afraid of porcelain dolls in real life. That's it. Which, I remind you guys, I have a room, my guest room in my house that has doll, dolls, so... After this um, episode is released, I'll I'll send a picture on our on our social media pages about where all the dolls are. Please do. Yeah, my friend Kendra collects porcelain dolls too. Yeah, I'll I'll ask her to send in some pics, maybe. <laughs> yeah, send us a pic of your favorite doll. Jeez. <laughs> Please do. Um, so before we before we give you guys the um the trailer before we start going into the the real meat and potatoes of this movie. Just know that the film's trailer actually reuses the music from Dress to Kill from 1980. What? Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. We're recycling in the horror genre. <laughs> that is so weird. Oh, it happens in a lot of movies, too. Yeah. Eh, it's not a bad thing. No, no, no. And then the... Who... Yeah, like, how do they... Who's the guy that wrote the music for Dress to Kill? Like... Off the top of my head, I'm not sure. I'm just wondering, like, yeah, that's it'd be weird if there was a connection there. Absolutely. Yeah. 
any final thoughts before we go into the spoiler region of this podcast? No. No, just get ready, guys. Yeah. So, like I said, this is a short watch. Um, great film. Um, this is the trailer for Dolls. Reminder, after this trailer, I'll make one final warning, and then after that, we're going from beginning to finish in the podcast. Mm. So, enjoy the trailer for Dolls. It looked like a safe haven from the raging storm. It's an odd kind of place. Uh, Who'd your folks get it from, Boris Karloff? Their hosts seemed like the essence of hospitality. You can stay here as long as you like. Wonderful. But appearances can be very deceiving. What's the matter? Afraid of the dog? Yeah. Well, of course not. What's there to be afraid of? This house. Oh, don't be. Son, you like toys. I'm a doll maker. I make the most wonderful toys. Dolls, puppets, soldiers, ballerinas. Nobody wants a doll that's special anymore, that's one of a kind. The weather brings out creativity. It helps me in my work. What kind of work is that? Witchcraft? So that was the trailer for Dolls from 1986. Now, if, like I said before, if you have not seen this movie yet, pause this podcast right now. Go watch the movie if you can. If not, just skip past the movie. I'm sorry, skip past the rest of this um, podcast. Go towards <laughs> the end. You can try to hear our rating and go our sign-off. Go watch sign the off. movie. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, very short watch. Only about 70, 70, 80 minutes long. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty easy watch, yeah. Oh, for sure. It was Not actually, I felt like, compared to all the other movies we watched in the past few weeks, this was kind of like a... It goes a, by quickly, yeah. and it's a bit... Yeah. For me, it's it's like, like for me, it's like Child's Play 2. I know I'll bring that reference up all the time, yeah. but it's like, it's an easy watch. It it's is. It's comfort It's a watching. very easy watch. Mm-hmm. I felt like I could actually multitask watching this movie and do other things while watching it, as whereas some of the other movies were like... More like you need to watch and pay full attention. Yeah, that's that's fair. And I would say that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Cool. 
So the titles start out, and you just see a bunch of porcelain doll faces and the cast and and everything. And then it, it goes right to the family, mm. as we talked about earlier today. Mm. And I and I, I do have to comment on the opening. I did like the, the music. Uh, it had like a music box feel to it. Yeah, and mm. you'll notice that in a lot of yeah. Charles Band's movies, which his brother... Um, I think it's Richard Band. Yeah. He does the music for... Um, he was actually the musical supervisor on this movie, mm-hmm. but he also created the Puppet Master themes mm. and a lot of other themes that's associated with full moon movies. Yeah, and I, and I liked all the, the um, different images of all the doll heads and stuff, I, so I thought it was a nice opening. Mm. Um, as I was saying earlier, um, you see this dysfunctional family. It's all the Bowers. Um, they're driving. They're on vacation. This movie, like, you just take it for what it is. (laughs) I have no idea where they're going on vacation, but they're on a very shitty road. They actually drive by the punk rock girls that we talked about earlier in the cast. Yeah. Yeah. And they flip them off because they're like, no. And then (laughs) Rosemary's like, should I should have stopped? (laughs) You know, should I turn around? You know, so they weren't going to pick up hitchhikers. Yeah. Yeah, So I, I really had, like, in the beginning of the movie, I go, who am I watching? What am I watching? Looking at that family, they were just so weird. I mean, not the daughter, but the husband and wife. I, I was actually, originally I thought, because she was wearing like a head wrap, at, and she had, I go, is that a man? Is that like a, a man pretending to be a woman? Or like, she had, at the beginning of the movie, I thought she had like ma- very manly features. And I'm like, am I watching a drag queen? What am I watching? So a lot yeah. of other podcasts I listened to were like, question like, what's with the head wrap? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, was that a thing? And I think it was in the 80s. Like, if you watch I Uncle guess. Buck, even the woman that tries to seduce John Candy from across mm. the street, she's wearing a head oh wrap. Oh my God, yeah. I love and I Uncle think Buck. It, I think it was like a bougie thing back in the 80s. So I, yeah. I didn't even flinch an eye at it yeah that's a fair assessment and then i and then i realized okay it is a woman but at first i'm like yeah what's going on and then yeah. it kind of threw me off because the girls that were hitchhiking had british accents and then the family has american accents. so <laughs> yeah. i was like okay where are we but also i was like all right here we go like we're just we're gonna follow along as best we can mm-hmm. <laughs> so just like side note here a lot of people thought it was like a british film because of the two punk rock girls mm. having a british accent right and then you have, like you said, the Bauer family and then everyone else having American accent. Yeah. But then there are people like, no, it's an Italian-American horror film because it was filmed in Italy. But I'm like, it doesn't specify if it's in Italy. It's very, right. like, vague. So. I, didn't, I didn't see anybody eating any no. spaghetti. No, no. Well, let's not, <laughs> let's not stereotype right I know. Well, I'm Italian, so, so it's the same. You're like, I can say that. <laughs> it's like, I'm Irish. I can, I can brag about paddy wagons in Boston. Oh, um, <laughs> Pick me up um, i know i'm terrible Miriam. but yeah there's nothing indicating that it's italian you know what i mean yeah. there's no type yeah. of giallo style you know trends going on yeah. in the film there's no uh yeah so no giallo or no, right. or no gelato there's no specification where they are. <laughs> so they're driving and then as they're driving all of a sudden they hit this pothole in the road mm. road and they get stuck and it's in dirt and mm. At this point, it's gotten dark out, and mm. it starts raining, and Rosemary starts trying to, like, you know, push on the gas, and the father's trying to, like, help get the car out, and just, mm. just yeah. no luck. Like, he's getting mud sprayed on him, so mm. he's like, no, 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 stop. So yeah. during that sequence, too, like, you, you start learning about the family dynamic, and I put that in quotes, family, because the little girl's just, you know, 
she's just trying to ask questions. Judy, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And the dad's just like, you know what? I just really want to ship you back to Boston because yeah. with your mom and yeah. because he's all about this new wife that he's with. And the new wife, she's just an evil, wicked stepmother. Yeah. And the stepmother is just like, thank God you're not Mike. And she's like, I'm, she, the stepmother tells her that, um, what is it? Um, no, Judy tells her like, you're not my mother. You can't tell me what to do. And the stepmother's like, thank, thank God. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, go ahead. so, um, you get a good, you finally get a good shot of Judy, right? In this yeah. kind of scene. So. I had like an existential moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a side by side and I saved this for the podcast. Um, so I have a side by side picture of Judy and someone else. And do you see similarities? I'm going to pass my phone. Is that you? That's me. Oh my God. You look just like her okay. at that age. No way. <laughs> what? Yeah. So I had, to, I was like watching, I was like, when was I in a horror movie? Can I get your autograph? <laughs> yeah, obviously. You I'll sign t- whatever. You can totally tell people you're from, Ju- you know, you play Judy in Yeah. In gonna, yeah. So, so I'll send you like the full shot into, you know, so we can post it on socials. But awesome. I was watching the movie and I was like, what the heck? I was like, well, so I just look very, happened to look very similar to um, the actress that played Judy. You have like, uh, the same Judy. hair and everything. That's yeah, amazing. Carrie Lorraine. Yeah, so I I just thought that was so funny. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything until we're recording so I can get real reactions. Maybe but maybe you should do like an Ancestry.com thing to see may- if you're related. Maybe. Yeah, it's like very similar. So I thought that was funny. Um, that is. That's yeah. awesome. But yeah, so she's a little brunette girl with blue eyes. And she's so sweet. She she's is. She's such a cute Oh, she's such a cute little actress. Um, and you wonder why, like, um, Rosemary, both Rosemary like, and David are just like complete dicks to her. And dude, I think they just don't want hate them. They yeah. just it's just a father who doesn't want the responsibility. And his new wife, he just yeah, yeah. I mean, he just wants a sugar mama to take him out on, uh, everywhere. Uh, and everywhere, yeah, it which does, we'll talk more about later. Um, yeah. from what from what her Rosemary's reaction was towards David, like she doesn't even really, I, she didn't really seem to love or like him that. I think much. she wears yeah. the pants in you the know? relationship. Oh, definitely, for sure. She probably yeah. wears a strap on too. Just saying. But. Oh goodness. Oh anyway, my. <laughs> but I, I do have to make a point here. I I did notice in the beginning of the movie, just with the with them getting caught in the rain and it was like pouring out and then when he gets out of the car to like try to push the car it's like not raining all all of a sudden like within a blink of an eye and then when he gets back into the car it's like raining again and continuity yeah, yeah. i was just like <laughs> yeah so he got out of the car it was like might as well just be rainbows and birds like hanging out and and then it was just like just blatant like all right like what's up all of a sudden it just magically stopped raining in like one millisecond so i did yeah. notice that yeah i know it, it threw me for a loop too i kind of was like where did the rain go oh there yeah. it is well, they must be in new england i'm just saying <laughs> it could be yeah but no they're in italy so <laughs> as we now know so italy is the decide... new england of europe <laughs> it's Sorry. a new england weather pattern you know if you don't like it it's north you boston yeah if you don't like it wait a, wait minute, a minute it changes yeah so anyway so as the storm is going on again, after uh, getting back in the car, they see that this this house is nearby, so they decide that, hey, we can get into that house and, you know, just get some cover. Yep. So as they're going, 
Judy drops her bear and goes from back for it, and the stepmother just throws it into the woods. It's like, yeah, you don't need that. I'm sorry. But then, but this woman. Yeah. She is something else. She's so, so cruel. So Judy then has this little, you think it's the next thing that's going to happen. Yeah. But then this bear comes out of the wood. It looks like a giant version of her teddy bear. Like a grizzly. And then the, 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 like it's whatever's like, on the outside of the teddy bear, like rips off. And it's like this demonic looking bear. Yeah. It's yeah. Like almost that like a goes after Rosemary and bites off one of her hands and arm a piece of her arm or something like that. Yep, and her and David and, are just yeah. screaming. Yeah, David tries to save her or whatever, and the bear just, like, pimp slaps him right in the face <laughs> yeah. and, like, basically destroys him in one backhand. And then the bear shrugs after. I know, know, like, yeah. what do you want me to do? And yeah, because like, Judy's like, oh, Teddy. Right. Yeah. You know, and he's just shrugging. And it's I was <laughs> like, this is what happens when Snuggles does steroids, I think, <laughs> you know. But I... I was like, yes, all right. But I was like, no, this can't be real. Right, because it ends up just being yeah. like a daydream. Like it, yeah. yeah, she's just imagining it. As much as I but wanted the awesome bitch awesome daydream. Yeah. Know, right? And then they get up to the house, and they find this window, and they open it, and they get inside, and they're stumbling around because it's dark. Yeah, because they couldn't get in. No one was answering, so they mm, snuck in through a basement yeah. window. <laughs> so they go in through the basement window, and after a little bit of a stumbling around the light pops on and it's the owners it is both gabriel and hillary mm. and they have a shotgun pointed at them because of <laughs> course they don't know who's in their house obviously and here you see a little bit more dynamic of the family mm. where they just really kind of just broke in and the little girl she's like judy's just sticks up for him she's like yeah we tried knocking and nobody answered so mm. we went around and we were just getting poured in rain and and Gabriel's like, well, we love visitors, but uh, why don't you try the front door? <laughs> yeah, but like Judy melts their hearts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, she's so precious. And I did notice there was a set of eyes that Judy sees behind some crates that are flashing. Yeah, so yes. dark. A and little then, foreshadow there of like what's ahead. Yeah, and she sees it, but nobody else does. Right. And so, so Gabriel and Hillary take them up to the kitchen, you know, just to get them in dry clothes, some food. And they're asking about, you know, what's going on? What are you guys doing here? And um, they ask Gabriel, like, oh, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm a doll maker. And he's like, do you have dolls? And she's like, she goes to explain that she used to have a teddy bear, but Rosemary threw it in the woods. And then Rosemary kicks her from under the table. And she's like, Mm -hmm. but I misplaced it. And Gabriel's (sighs) like, well, that's so uncharacteristic of a girl, little girl not to have a doll. Right. Yeah. And so he pulls out a punch doll, like. You know, looks like yeah. Punch and Judy and gives it to her, which Punch, Punch and going Judy. to Judy, yeah. <laughs> Pairs them up real well. I thought and that was neat. As this exchange is going on, what a way to segue the next batch of characters to come in by just mm. coming through the kitchen door and yeah. <laughs> and Isabel is she's just like screaming in her British accent. And just complaining about life. It's very I, Cockney. I, yes, thank <laughs> yeah. you. And um, it is. And then yeah. also Ralph stumbles in as well and explains. It just starts explaining himself. Like really sorry. Like and then they just start going eating the food. That's not like that's, that's like rude. what is this a Seven <laughs> Eleven? Yeah. Are these, so these I mean, two punk rock girls like they look like. They kind of look like Madonna wannabes from their wardrobe. And Actually, then, they're modeled after Madonna. Right. Well, there you Fun go. Fact right there. Yeah, and then. You know, yeah, they're just digging into the soup, and Ralph is like trying to explain like 
how and why he picked them up and they're like giving him a hard time about like oh ralph thought he could get a fun time mm. and i was like oh my okay and i was looking at the soup going that doesn't look very appetizing. It was an interesting soup, to say the least. Soup yeah, or yeah. Black Italian pea wedding? Soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what is happening in this? Definitely soup? <laughs> wasn't tomato based. No. <laughs> but. And after introducing everybody to each other, they start bringing them to the rooms that are upstairs. Mm. And another telling moment of how this family interacts: um, they have David and Rosemary go into their own room. And they're like, well, Judy can stay in here with us. And the owners of the house are like, no, we have a room all for ourselves. They're like, oh, thank God. Mm, mm. Like, Fucking awful so parents. Awful. Sorry. Awful, I'm just, awful, this is so awful. aggravating to watch, like, the way they talked about this little girl. And, yeah, but thank so, goodness Mr. Gabriel brings her to, you know, her own room. But, um, yeah. He, yeah, and I think Hillary brings the two punk rock girls, Isabel and Enid, to their own room. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, um, Ralph and Ralph and Judy, Judy are last, and Ralph offers Judy to hold her bag for her. Mm-hmm. You know, he's being he's being just a nice guy. But the one thing we notice about Ralph is that he's a child at heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely he's just, innocent. Yeah, he's just he's just a nice guy. He's just yeah. a really nice guy. So they give him his room, and of course, Judy gets her room. Now the punk rock girls they're they're being obnoxious. They're um. They're playing their music really loud. They have a boombox for something because it's the '80s. Yeah. And so. they ha- and they have they have a mission in that house or a mission for that evening. They're gonna steal stuff out of the house, and they want to find. They want to find um, Ralph, and they want to take his keys and take his and car, car and, and drive his away wallet with. And, yeah, yeah. They wanna they wanna rob him or nick him, as they say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And so Hillary, the um, the old the um, the woman that lives at the house, she comes in, gives them towels and everything to make sure they stay. And um, <laughs> so Isabel asks her, "Is like, picks up one of the dolls. She's like, are these antiques? I know, <laughs> antiques, antiques, <laughs> antiques." And and I could just see in the character's eyes of Hillary, like she she kind of knows what's up. Like yeah. just a couple of hiblum's up to no good oh she's smart yeah and she's like well i i guess they're they could be considered antiques they are quite old mm-hmm. and it's both creepy and and like yeah well you know, the house like that you probably have some old stuff in there oh yeah so she leaves them to their to their doing tomfoolery <laughs> while uh judy's parents they're like oh well they at least they have some good wine here and they're just drinking in their room just like thank god we're away from that brat oh, of we're course just, just yeah. talking about how they're gonna ship her back to boston and all this stuff and of course she's bitching about the wine yeah he's it's musty about like this house and they just talk about their plans after getting rid of judy mm. like we're yeah. rich and <laughs> and um rosemary's like no i'm rich he's like but we're young at heart. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's trying to bullshit his way back into that equation. Yeah. Meanwhile, She's like, I'm rich. Yeah. You're not. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Ralph and Judy get a tour of um, uh, Gabriel's workshop for mm. where he makes the dolls. Yes. Yes. Before they get brought to their rooms. And then there's a couple little scenes in that where you do see like some doll arms moving yep. and a basket. And there's also a, I think a doll head on a mantle that like 
slightly winks or something. And, yeah, and something like that. So it's that. just a little, like, little... Little hints. Little hints. Little hints. Little foreshadowing. And he explains how, like, dolls are, you know... They He asks Ralph about, you know, if he's interested in toys. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, because his dad passed away at an early age. Mm. And he's like, I remember every toy I ever had and... You know, my dad used to tell me that my dolls used to come alive. And I, all I could think about was Toy Story. Right. Like when you're asleep or away, like the toys go out. And, and um, of course, you know, Gabriel's like, you know, toys are just very loyal. They'll show back up if, you know, wherever you leave them. That's and right. So it's like, okay. And, you know, so during this time, Isabel is plotting the whole robbery of this place yes yeah she is snooping around so she tells enid you know you're gonna stay here and keep cover i'm gonna go out and find all the good stuff and they got their music blaring loud and you know like i said they're just being obnoxious so isabel starts prowling around the house so as she's going around the house she goes into this one room she's looking around and she notices on the mantle there's two dolls and a music box mm-hmm. just sitting there. So mm-hmm. as she's snooping around, finding some jewelry and stuff, like a little, the music box opens and starts playing. And she's like, I'm surprised she didn't just like leave the room at that point. Mm. So she goes and shuts it, goes back to being a thief. Yep. And then it happens again. And then she's like, okay. And then she shuts it, goes back steals more stuff then it happens again and she looks back and both the dolls are gone right and, and then she, when she goes to shut it she starts getting attacked by dolls. right and before you know it she's on the ground face down and they have her by her arms and they're slamming her face into the wall yeah, yeah like playing kind of like her, a gulliver gulliver's travel using her head <laughs> as a bowling ball basically yeah yeah, yeah. They, just, or a ram just uh, <laughs> ramming her face and it's just bloody yeah bloody they're blood. holding her by her limbs and they're like on the she's like on the ground and yeah you just see her like into the molding at yeah. the wall just like yeah. brum, brum, so for brum. me at this point is when the movie starts getting really good other than the 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 teddy bear scene where he teddy bear comes out as gigantic snuggles mm. i thought it was a little bit slow up until the point i thought the the tour of the house and stuff like that took a little bit too long for me but then mm. like at 30 minutes in you finally have some action and <laughs> and and with the music box part and the dolls and you do see the dolls move a little bit and then they they smile and they, their teeth are kind of pointy and so you know like, yeah. all right this is getting good so yep and i think they have little weapens in this yeah yes yeah, some Maybe. do some don't yeah, it little, all depends like, on what kind little of little knives yeah. they're stabbing a little, yeah. knife. little knives they're stabbing so her. i was like yeah finally some action <laughs> so while this going on is going on judy hears something so she goes out to investigate no she i'm sorry she wakes up and she wants mm. water yep. and so she's like let's go find something to drink and so she takes punch out to of the room to go go to the kitchen or just find some water, something mm-hmm. to drink. And while they're going, she finds Isabel, like just in a pool of her own blood. Just yeah. Beating in the, the hallway. Tar at him. Yeah. yeah. And when she's like, help me, she gets dragged back in the room and the door slams shut. Mm. And then you just see a streak of blood. So of course, who does she go to? She goes to her friend, Ralph. She actually goes to her, her dad but because her dad is constantly telling her, stop right. lying yeah. to me. Yeah. He doesn't believe so, her. Yeah, so 
at that point when she goes to her dad and he almost he raises his hand yep. at her and then rosemary stops him and she goes you're gonna pay more in child support my money i was ready to call like <laughs> child services right then and there. right and like you have to remind yourself it's a movie it's i a know movie. i was like what an ass and then she goes to ralph that's right yeah. she tells him that there's elves in the house i was like you better not be hitting <laughs> that little sweet little girl because i swear to god yeah i would die for judy i know poor she's judy so she's such a sweet little girl yeah so that's but right. she Karma's does go to ralph <laughs> yeah Karma's a bitch but she does go to ralph yes and he he's just a sweetheart in general. Hmm. So yeah. she so she tells him that about what's going on, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" So he just turns on the light and he sees that her slippers are covered in something, mm. and it ends up being her blood. Mm. Yeah, and the blood of um, I'm sorry, no, of Isabel. Isabel. So he's like, now he's like, um, I'm gonna come with you. Hold on a second. So he puts on his his slippers and he follows her. And they see the streak of blood mm-hmm. and he goes back and he's like, Hey, Oh no, I'm sorry. No, they go up to the attic. Yeah. They too. see that it leads up to like that door to the attic. So I just, I thought it was funny. Um, he's, he's holding a candelabra mm. like, and I was like, Oh, what are the flashlights? But like this house is very old school. So they don't have like battery powered things. So he, he's holding a candelabra and they go to the attic door and he opens the attic door and whew, the candles go out. I oh, thought yeah. that was very dramatic. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, I did too. Yeah. So as they're upstairs, um, you'll see in the background, Isabel's tied up, yeah. but they don't see or hear her because she's gagged or something, but it yep. looks like she has a big porcelain mask on. Mm. Yeah. I'll actually get to that in a little bit. So they, decide that or or ralph decides you know nothing's going on here it's like you know let's go back so as they're about to go back downstairs there's a group of the dolls that bites and trips him down the stairs and he tumbles yes so he tumbles pretty well and and judy's like yeah you didn't feel the dolls like they tripped you 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 must have not seen them when you were going down the stairs he chalks it up to rats i think yeah he's like oh it was a rat and did you think like I had to rewind that part just to make sure that the dolls were tripping him because they were really hidden. They were kind of a little bit hidden. You there. just see like the tops of their heads. Yeah. You don't yeah. really see yeah. them, but they are there. They are. So he starts knocking on everyone's doors, and everyone comes out kind of like um, kind of like in basket case or troll, or it's like there's something crazy happens. So everyone congregates out in the hallway. Yep. And basically, he gets told he's crazy, and they start blaming their father him. Father says like, "Yeah, oh wait, you're up late at night with a little girl. You're a pedophile." And mm. then like, Enid's like, oh. "What'd you do to Isabel?" Like, yeah, and he has like, his hands full of blood because of one his pant leg because of where he yeah, was cause he attacked. Yeah, because he grabbed it. Yeah, he got bit. Yeah, and they yeah they all start blaming him. They're all like, yeah. "What are you doing, Ralph?" And it's like, mm. "No, he's the good guy." <laughs> well, it's right. funny because both him and Judy are both ignored and told that they're lying. Right. And so, Judy goes back to her room, and then Ralph ends up having to go back to his room. And at this point, Enid's not sure what to do. Yeah. And I forgot what makes. David David had to leave the room to go to the bathroom at That's this right. point. Yeah. So David leaves and Rosemary's alone in the room. And And David goes to look for Judy because she kind of runs away yeah. or something. Yeah, because I think he was trying to say, oh, you're going to stay with us for the rest of the night, little lady. And she runs and 
um, I think he, uh, David tries to um, take Mr. Punch from her, and he, she, she like lets him, and then he's, oh yeah, that's right. That's he's trying to rip up Mr. Punch, but he is not successful. Yes, the doll is much more tough than yeah. Yeah, it's like it kind of yeah. cuts back and forth of these two scenes. Yeah. So as he goes to find Judy, Rosemary's in the room alone, and lo and behold, there are some other people in Rosemary's room with her, which are some dolls which start attacking her. They start popping up in the bed, so she's yeah. looking, and then she, I love un- that. she takes the sheets off, and yep, there they are, and then They're they silent. start getting her. Yeah, so, she's just like in bed, and all of a sudden you see all these things moving underneath the sheep and it, a sheet, and then they're like, surprise! Yep. It, so she gets stabbed in the foot, and she's like kicking some of them, and fun fact about this is that one of the dolls that stabs her with a knife it was very difficult for them to do this because a lot of times it was by marionette and whatnot. Mm. Oh, okay. And one of the stabbings actually punctured her. Really? With, it was like a pocket knife and it oh. missed it missed the prosthetic that it was supposed to hit and actually hit her. Wow. Oh jeez. Yeah. So did as she you, get did she get workers comp? Um <laughs> her husband's a director, I'm sure he <laughs> took care of her. I would hope so. <laughs> so as she's getting attacked, you go back to the father who is who has punch and he's sick of all the what he thinks is the lies about mm. it so he tries to tear punch apart and no matter which way he tries to tear nothing happens but he mm. ends up getting bit or as he thinks like he doesn't know what happened yeah. right and punch just like falls and sits down in a chair yeah and then he punch uh cuts him i believe and runs away yeah, and I think at some point Gabriel runs into Ralph, who's also like freaking out about the whole thing. And Ralph, yeah. Ralph kind of chalks, or sorry, Gabriel kind of chalks it up. He's like, "Oh, oh no, I," you know, Ralph's like, "There's blood in the hall," and he's like, "Oh no, that was me. I spilled red paint. Don't tell Hillary. Hillary, she'll be mad." And yeah. this that, and the other thing. Um, and while that's kind of going on. So Rosemary is getting stabbed and attacked by the dolls. and She gets out into the hallway. Somehow the fight gets into the hallway, so she mm -hmm. tries to run away. But no matter where she runs, she goes into a room. It's filled with dolls. And then she goes back out. She has more dolls attacking her. And when she finally shakes off some of them, she starts running and mm-hmm. she ends up just jumping out a window. So yeah. I thought that like, was an interesting choice. But. So I, I, I kind of thought it was like, all right. Yeah. I mean, she's in the hallway and there's a line of dolls and they're like right in front of that window. Mm-hmm. And she thinks she's going to like jump over them. And where is she going to go? Like, yep. there's no room to go anywhere, right. lady. It was confusing. I was like, was she intentionally trying to <laughs> like, jump out the all window? All right. Like, where, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it was almost like she was like, yeah, I'm just going to jump out the window, whatever. And I guess there's one of these movie flubs. If you look closely, there's uh, like a small crack in the window or something. Like, to, yeah. To oh, help I with didn't the notice. Okay. And yeah, so she jumps out the window, but I was just like, okay. <laughs> Right. <laughs> she was also um, not a fan of the stunt work in that because the mm. stunt person was a man. And oh. she's like, my legs are not that big. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but it was just like, yeah, it was almost like, yeah, like, what are you going to do? It's like running into oncoming traffic. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I yeah. just, yeah. I would have made more sense if the dolls were a little bit further away from the window, but there was like no, there was like no room. True. I was like, all right. I would have just ran the other way. 
I yeah. I they don't were, know. They were on every side. I there know. Was, there's nowhere yeah. for her to go. So. I know. But then it goes back to Enid now. So yep. Enid's just wondering, wondering what's going on. And then all of a sudden, the boombox gets smashed. And yeah. she looks over, and there's now a couple more dolls on the on the mantle. Yeah. So she's yeah. getting freaked out, and she's like, uh, we need to leave this place. So she starts looking for Isabel. Yep. Yes. As she's walking around the, the house, she ends up going up to the same attic as mm-hmm. where Ralph and Judy just were. And as she goes up, she does find Isabel, but Isabel now is sitting on the floor. She kind of sees a silhouette, I would think, from yeah. like a distance. But she yeah. also has the can- the candelier. Yeah, she is yeah, okay. a little candle. I don't know, oh, one, yeah. so a single has, candle. Okay, well, she has she has a source of light. <laughs> yes. Her. And when she shines it onto that silhouette, it is her friend Isabel, but it's her her. It's like her, but she has a porcelain doll face with no eyes and they and her eyes like fall, fall out, out i yeah. think yeah oh yeah that's right the all the eyes were in it but they pop out onto the floor with his blood and she's like looking around for him with her hands and holds them up looking exactly like the poster for the movie yeah for the yeah. for the movie art and yep. she's like get out of here leave yeah and because then the dolls appear and start going after enid yes so like there's a cowboy doll that lassos her arm and she has a i'm sorry no she has a zippo with her yeah she has a zippo lighter with <laughs> yeah. her so like she looks at the lighter and she looks at the doll and she lights the doll on the fire and it's like ah uh, yeah. yeah i just thought and, in this moment like i was like boy are they flammable like they went up like nothing <laughs> well, they're old they're they're antiques so they're <laughs> musty <laughs> like this house and then there's another doll and she lights like that, that one on fire. fire yeah and you start seeing her kick around and she takes off her um belt that says boy toy and mm. she whips it around and she's smashing them now they weren't sure what to do in this movie as far as when the dolls get destroyed mm. obviously when the doll- dolls get destroyed they die but at first they didn't want anything in them but now you see that there's faces and skeletal bones because yeah. some of them are fairies yeah and that's why with the metal the metal belt buckle because mm. metal like some like right. when attacks fairies it like kills them or something like that oh iron and then fairies others can't touch are... iron what's that fairies can't touch iron yes. i learned that from maleficent <laughs> oh wow good call yeah yes but and then the other ones are actual souls that were trapped in the body yeah so in the dolls so yeah that's why some of them are skeletons i thought and, that was cool i and, felt like yeah. they weren't exactly yeah human yeah yeah, human. yeah exactly you know, they were like troll-like or yeah and know. any of the smoke that comes out was actually cigarette smoke that yeah. that's funny movie, so yeah but every time she hit one in the face the porcelain would break away but you looked underneath and there was like a skull and like some sort of slime and yeah it was different colors like you said mm. some were fairies and some were trapped souls mm. so it was cool that like when she broke them open they mm. had something underneath mm. so it's so about isabel though before i continue on with this yeah um Carolyn Purdy Gordon, so the woman that plays Rosemary, yep. she plays Isabel in the attic because they let her go early on in the oh, filming stage. Okay, so she's the character that's holding up the eyeballs, the eyeballs. and stuff. Oh, oh. and that might explain when when Judy and Ralph were up in the attic earlier. That that giant sized doll that I guess is supposed to be yeah, that was her. Like she just looked different. 
Yeah, the, 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 the porcelain mask. Yeah, yeah. I looked a lot different at this point. I thought or I was a different turning, person. Or her turning into a doll is happening. Yeah. Right. And she's yeah. tied up. She yeah. can't yeah. do anything. Yeah. So um, Enid decides to run back. She, and when she gets down the stairs and she sees just like these little toy soldiers, like oh, the old yeah. wooden soldiers from like Babes in Toyland. I, I really like this part. I and thought it was very creative. There's like one guy, one of the soldiers with a... With the trumpet, like, bum, ba, dun, and then yep. there's another soldier with the the, the, the snare drum just going, and then the one that's roll. holding the sword yep. to like signal them. Yeah. And when the sword comes down, they fire their little guns, but it actually shoots her like four bullets going right <laughs> through her body. I, and yeah, I was like, okay, those are a little bit bigger than what I was expecting. Yeah. Like when she gets shot by these toy soldiers. Yeah, <laughs> those are some really weird buck shots. Or I something really liked that toys. part. I thought it was very creative because you didn't see those toy soldiers up until this point. Yeah. No. no yeah, I like the toy soldier. Definitely. And then as she like kind of looks at him again, like she's just like she's bewildered. She doesn't know what to do. And then they fire at her again, and that's the end of Enid. Yep. Bye, Enid. Thanks, Bye. For, thanks actually, for playing. I actually thought like she was the more sensible one of the two hitchhikers, and yeah, she had. She was a little bit more. She didn't seem as interested in like pickpocketing Ralph. She and, had some redeeming qualities yeah. to her. Like I thought she was going to be able to be saved. Yeah, a little just a little because bit. I think she had some somewhat of a conscience. She did. Compared you kind of got a sense she had a little bit of a conscience. But yeah. you got to remember too, there were dolls in the room when they first got there, and right. Enid was the one saying, "Oh yeah, we can nick his wallet and get his car keys." Like right. Enid True. was guilty by association. She was, and so I think she. Learned a bit. She got a conscience a little bit too late in the game. Yeah, yeah that's fair. You can't kill somebody or do do a crime. Be like, oh, I wish I didn't do that. That doesn't yeah. make you innocent at all. So that's right. Yeah. So then it goes back to David. Mm. David's come back from the whole ordeal with Punch, and you can see that Rosemary is in the bed, sort of. <laughs> but there's like a small little Building spot of blood. Of blood. <laughs> yeah, it just on the starts sheet. to grow. Yeah. And he's thinking like, oh, it was tonight the night, kind of like one of those things. And um, unfortunately, he uncovers the body. <laughs> I thought yeah. that part was comical with the, the blood because he, he took a shower, came out, and the blood kind of just kept growing and getting bigger. And well, It was the opposite of his vision, too, because yeah. she was yeah. like on her side at that point. Yeah. Yeah, he... He kind of smells something, and I think he's he says he's gonna go shower for the night, and <laughs> yeah, and then it kind of cuts to and then he wears Ralph his, and Judy in the storage room, and he wears his sexy pajamas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so it kind of it cuts to Ralph and Judy in the storage room, um, where all of the extra dolls are kept uh, in Gabriel's mm-hmm. storage room, and Ralph, uh, he finally sees like that the dolls are alive and that they're moving um and then him uh he starts like defending himself and judy against the dolls yeah. and then they retaliate well he um, panics and he, he starts like yeah. wanting to but then he freaks yeah, out but yeah. then judy says hold on like stop you know they're not here to like you know whatever she just kind of calms him down and then she says, wait. And then he's like, what are they doing? And she says, they're trying to decide if you're a kid or not. And he's like, I've been trying to figure that out my whole life. <laughs> like, it was so funny. Um, so they decide that Ralph is the kid at heart, and they let him and Judy go. And then it cuts back to David mm. in the 
and then the blood has grown on the sheet mm-hmm. and then he uncovers that rosemary has been like mangled and yeah. he decides oh that sicko ralph must have done yeah. that mm-hmm. and then um he goes after ralph yeah and i do like when he discovers rosemary's body how he's trying to like get her off of him but she's just kind of like stuck on him i don't understand how that happened the mechanic but yeah he all of a sudden her arm just like hooks around him and then he can't get her off and it was like a whole ordeal so like like she just it's like one of those horror movie things where like the dead body goes on the person and they're like i'm stuck i can't but he ends up getting out of that and he ends up finding them in the storeroom yeah he is actually it's the workshop yeah, because th- that's where you know that's where Gabriel creates all his toys, right? And so he finds Ralph, and they start getting into a fight. Yeah, and then I think at some point, Punch gets involved. So Mister Punch, uh, Judy's doll, yeah, starts to attack well, after like well, David and Ralph have their well. Quarrel. Ralph and Judy both get knocked out, and then that's right. when Punch becomes involved. Because then you punch, see that Punch's yeah. little like mm. jester stick. Mm-hmm. He takes off the top of it and it's like a little dagger or something some sort of cutting tool and he, he just goes after david yeah. like so nothing. at at one point during this during this fight between a doll and a grown-ass man yeah <laughs> um <laughs> punch ends up getting a um a power tool and mm. david sees like oh it's plugged in he <laughs> unplugs it and pulls the power tool away from Punch, knocking Punch to the floor, mm. and he takes a giant sledgehammer and smashes, smashes Punch in the face. Yeah. Asshole. To then when, to, to which when Gabriel and Hillary come in, which, seeing that by the way, the dolls have dragged out Judy and Ralph out of the room yes. to keep them away, and it's just David, and they see that David has like pretty much destroyed the workshop. So he's like, "Oh, David, what a mess you've made," and. Um, he kind of goes on into talking about like we give everyone a fair chance when they come here and blah 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 and then David is like arguing with him back and then David slowly gets turned into Mr. Well Punch. before right. that happens um, Hillary tells him something and he's like you're a witch and oh and he's like oh well that was a good guess huh yep <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah like, you figured it yep. out that was a good that was a good one liner <laughs> so yep. the pocket but, watch that Gabriel has I guess has a spell to turn people into a doll. Oh, so okay. they yep. start turning him into a punch yeah. doll since he destroyed the last one. Yep. And his face starts becoming disfigured like the giant like cleft chin. Yep. And he gets head. like a hunchback yeah. and all that. Yeah, he yeah. gets turned into Mr. Punch. And at first I didn't know what was going on at first. I was like, is there somebody behind him stabbing him? Or And then you realize, okay, yeah, he's turning into a doll. Yep. So he completely transforms into a Mr. Punch doll. Oh. And a fun fact about the dolls. Um, all the dolls in the film have various different origins explaining their ability to come to life. So, for instance, um, Mr. Punch and the toy soldiers were controlled by witchcraft, and they were transformed into dolls to pay for their crimes in life, which explains why some of them have an organic skeleton underneath the porcelain. Oh. So anyone who does wrong to the owners of the house mm. they are turned into dolls and some of them are also fairies which explains why their bodies burn and smoke after being whipped by enid's metal belt which we just talked about mm-hmm. fairies have an adverse reaction to the metal and iron folklore so there's different things going on as far as why the dolls are alive yeah and one of them you got to see at the end of the movie 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so he gets turned into another punch doll, but with the same like crazy gold and black pajamas he's wearing. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's nice to see a new contemporary, you know, Look costume. for you, and yeah. Those sexy and they take... pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they give him the original hat. Yeah. Yep. And then it fast forwards to the next day. Yep. And so Judy and Ralph are both in the kitchen. Like, they're dazed because obviously they've been knocked out. And so, and when Gabriel and and uh, Hillary come into the kitchen, they just calm them down. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just been a rough night, you know. And they take him into the living room, and they're like, "Yep, so your dad left you a note. Like, <laughs> you know, this was such a bullshit ending." But love I love you. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, it's more like you're you're better off being with your mother. I've not been the father I should have been. So it's like they're doing the job that the father is supposed to do right and then my favorite part was when ralph was like where's the girls i picked up yeah. there he's like oh yeah they said bye they <laughs> took <laughs> off with he, them he reopens <laughs> the note that was left by david i'm using quotes so he reopens p.s i'm taking the hitchhiker girls with me like and, and okay sure that Gabriel. explains everything and, and yeah. ralph isn't <laughs> buying any of it no Just saying he's but like, at the same time he's like i'm not gonna argue this right much. he knows he knows <laughs> yeah. he's smart Needs to do whatever he needs to do to get the hell out of there. Yeah. He's seen too much insanity to be like, <laughs> is this fake? Um, so yeah. they start to, um, so they start, so G- Gabriel tells him, like, oh, yeah, by the way, we got your car unstuck for you, and it's ready in the park. He's like, oh, thank you. So he's just elated that they can they can leave now. Yeah. But as they get in the car, they open the door, and Teddy is standing Yay, there. Teddy. And she's like, yay. And now Ralph's like, what is going on? Because he knows the whole story. And um, yeah. in this little sweet moment, Judy asks Gabriel if Teddy can stay at the house with the rest of the dolls. Yeah, he'd be and, happier. And there. he's like, you know what? If you e-, and she and he's like, and if you ever come back, feel free to take him home with you. Yeah. Like, just like it's he's not here to stay forever. So and Ralph's like, come on, well we gotta go. Yeah. And I love the um the talk they have at the end of the movie. Right. Where she's like, are you single? Yeah. Like my mom's single. <laughs> my mom is pretty she's and pretty. young and single. You should, he's like, do you like you Boston? He's like, I've been to Boston. And then she goes, have you ever thought about having a daughter? Oh, I oh. love, I that love that cute. whole conversation. Yeah. It was super cute. I'm sure it's super awkward for him. <laughs> yeah. But Ralph's um, a good guy. He's a yeah. funny guy. And then I think after they take off, there's like a shot where it kind of shows everyone mm-hmm. that was in the house that has been turned into a doll yeah, kind of yeah. like their heads are ticking and their eyes are moving a little bit and it's like um you know pans out like to the outside of the house and then another car gets, gets stuck stopped. in the pothole <laughs> oh no so and it sequel, happens again right i guess it must have well, fun fact, Stuart, Stuart Gordon was at one point very interested in directing a sequel to the movie. The initial storyline would have been would have followed Judy and Ralph back to Boston after making Out of the Mansion Alive, where Ralph would have indeed married Judy's mother and they would have all become a family. Aww. One day, Judy would receive a box from England that would contain the toy makers, Gabe, um, sorry, Gabriel and Hillary as dolls. Ooh. Yes, I did read about that. So they would have had another crazy continuation. Oh, I hope someone makes like a remake or something of that. So I was someday. thinking about cool. that. Yeah, I was thinking about if they were to remake the original dolls today, how cool would that be with like, you know, the computer graphic 
yeah. imagery. No, yeah, that, probably, that's what I'm saying. Ugh, it's ex- it could, it's gotten so much better. They could have mm. done animatronics for some, and yeah. it could have been a mix of so many different yeah. media. For for it. the time, it was definitely good. It um, was, you know, uh, editing and like uh, graphics for the dolls and mm. everything, like. You know, it was the 1980s or later 80s, but still, it was for the time. It was good and impressive animation. It was. Yeah, I was like, I was like, ooh, it got me. You know, the dolls were definitely creepy. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to comment on the symbolism of dolls because I was I had to think about this movie a little bit, and so just the symbolism of dolls and storytelling. So. You know, dolls serve as comfort, but they also creep us out, right? Yeah. So, and, and outside the West, dolls are sometimes a part of supernatural and religious beliefs, but Westerners are historically no less suspicious of dolls and doll-like concepts. And I just wanted to read this because I think it's, it's pretty cool. The following is from a well-known 1958 dictionary of symbols written by Juan Eduardo Serlo and offers interesting insight into the mid 20th century thoughts on human psychology and so the doll as a symbol appears more often in psychopathology than in the mainstream of traditional symbolism it is well known Mm. that in a number of mental diseases the patient makes a doll which he or she keeps carefully hidden and the personality of the sick person is projected into the toy so whether it's reenacting and projecting abuse onto the doll or nurturing projecting the doll from harm or giving it the love and attention that the sick patient isn't getting, they convey that onto the doll. So in other cases, it has been interpreted as a form of erotomania or, or deviation from that maternal instinct. So in short, a hangover, it's like a hangover from or a regression to an infantile state. So... The way I look at it, so in a way, these people around Judy are all kind of sick in one way, shape, or form, and then they turn into dolls. And Ralph is more like a child at heart, and Judy appears to be more mature. I think she's more mature than the adults. She's the most mm. mature yeah. in the whole movie. And, and she's certainly more caring for others, including, you know, and she's more caring for not only the real people, but her stuffed animals and the porcelain dolls. Yeah. And, and so I do believe that she and Ralph are also more true to themselves, and they don't have that rich or punk rocker facade and as you know RuPaul says we are all born naked the rest is all drag and you know there I, I do think that they're the only two people in the other than the, the owners of the castle you know that are really true to themselves mm. and you know we give our kids dolls and, and, the, and the kids play with them and they're protect, practicing the language and social skills and and so at times that feels like the doll itself is alive and even to the adult observer. And so it's like we, you know, it's like an uncanny valley, valley of the dolls. And, and I do think like most of the grownups in this film already kind of act like dolls. They have a facade and, and, and then when you break up the dolls earlier in the film and they're almost like monsters inside or trolls, I mean, they're, they're, they're just kind of not human. And, and, and in this case, I, I think, that the fact that these people get turned into dolls, like, because they weren't nurturing themselves. Yeah. Maybe now they'll get, like, nurtured. It's like they've come full circle in a way. Yeah, and 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 it's definitely, like, a unique... It's a pretty cool subgenre, and, and it, you know, it's, and 
and so like it's definitely that fairy tale element of like a grim fairy tale. You have the evil stepmother and the horrible father, the mean old sisters, which are the hitchhikers, and the witch, the toy maker, and a stormy night, and mm. and um, and then of course Judy's reading Hansel and Gretel, and um, you know, and, and I just think that they, it's definitely there's that whole subgenre with the dolls where, yeah, like it does go full circle. Yeah, you know. So I just wanted to share that. There's definitely. That symbolism with dolls. No, that, yeah, definitely. That's you know, yeah. yeah. Not to it's go. It's a good point. Like psychoanalytical, but <laughs> I also read that Charles Band isn't really into putting like too much thought into having symbolism for his movies. Yeah, he just like you know, there's no such thing as a perfect movie. Yeah, it's like you get an idea, you run with it, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he just he just likes to take an idea and run with it right which obviously like dolls is like the precursor to the puppet master series which is yeah some, some of my favorites but yeah, yeah but, like there's no real rhyme or reason for puppet master but as soon as you learn why each doll is the way it is yeah then you're like oh wow like i can really get into this movie mm-hmm. yeah but at the end of the day you're still using a doll as that mechanism which in effect means it's a symbol true absolutely so. true <laughs> Any other final thoughts of the movie? Just those dolls were creepy, man. I liked them. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. About there were a dolls. lot of them. I wonder how many they needed. That's a good point. There like, was probably a lot needed for that. This would be movie. like a contest. Count how many dolls. Count how many were dolls in and dolls. dolls. How many jelly beans are in this jar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie. Um, I. I've always seen it when I was growing up at the video store and just the creepy yeah. like poster art for it. Well, on the VHS tapes, they have the poster art. Um, when I finally saw this movie, I just thought it was a fun movie to watch. Yeah, it is. Like I said, for the time frame, you're like you're not you're not wasting a lot of time on it. So if you don't like it, you didn't really spend more than an hour and some change. Right. You really liked it. It's. It's a nice little fun treat you can throw in maybe sure. for a double feature or something yeah. and not yeah. feel like you're taking up the whole night watching it. Definitely. Um, I think the movie could have been longer for sure. Yeah. And if they remade it, they could probably make a hell of a remake out of it. Oh, definitely. Uh, that's what I was it thinking. It has the potential. I actually would look forward to seeing a, a remake of this because I, I think in today's technology, it could definitely kick ass. Mm, definitely. And I had never seen it before, so I think it was a good recommendation this to was, watch. Yeah, this was my first time watching it as well. And it was like a light an easy movie you know it's a good like a uh, beginner movie for horror watchers I yeah think, yeah you know it's not uh, too not too intense definitely has a scary. fairy tale vibe and yeah it's a yeah. little whimsical at yeah times. it is whimsical and for me this is the second time this month i've watched it <laughs> oh two <laughs> yeah, really? yeah yeah i want to watch it again just to you know just to get a fresh yeah. take on it for the podcast tonight yeah. nice um so since i picked the movie I would have to say I'm going to give this movie a four because okay. I watch it. I, I've given a four to most every yeah. freaking movie we watch oh, so far. Yeah. Um, I, I promise one day I'll, I'll change, but um, <laughs> I give it a, I give it a, it's, it's a solid four. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's definitely a must watch, must watch, but it's something, definitely something you can watch over and over again. Yeah. It's um, even if you don't like the characters, you know, justice is done. Yeah. If you love the characters, you know, justice is done for them as well in some yeah. way. But at the end of the day, I think it's just an overall solid horror movie. Yeah. 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 What about you, Megan? 
For me, it's going to be a three. Um, it was good. Should see at least once, you know, watch again at your own discretion, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked it. I don't know. It, it didn't really do it for me as in, like, I would want to watch that again. But, like, if it was on or if I was, like, in the mood for something light and spooky, like, I would watch Dolls, you know? Yeah. So it's a solid three for me. Yeah. Definitely a good movie. And, like, obviously, I, I, I saw Judy and I was like, is that me? Is a young <laughs> child, and well, we'll, we will post the picture on yes. our socials because it's pretty funny. It it when I saw her, it immediately brought up the picture that I did the side by side with yeah. of the picture of me. So, but yeah, it it was a good movie, and I I thought it was, and I just I identify with Judy, I guess, because I was a cute little girl once too. Yeah, we all well, let's say we all were doll. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> but. Yeah, so a three for me. Um, Rob, what did you think? Oh, man. So I had to think about this one. I had to dig a little, do some do some soul searching. Um, I'm going to give it a solid three. Okay. You know, I, I liked the movie. I, I, I saw it once. There was just something I, I felt like was lacking a little bit in the, in the movie. I, I felt like it took a little bit longer to get where it was going to get get where it was going yeah like i just there was a little bit slow in the beginning with like the welcoming the characters into the castle and and uh i think if the pace was a little bit faster i might like it more like yeah. i just I, it took a while for me to uh, i thought there was a lot of there was like too much exposition to get to the point where you had like the okay the yeah yeah you know because the characters in itself were like the hitchhikers and stuff, they were thinly veiled, so it's just fine. Yeah, but like you, you don't need like twenty minutes of exposition to yeah, get. Yeah, you could have almost cut out the beginning part where they drive by. The right. Hitch- you don't have yeah. to. Yeah, like Ralph could have just picked up the hitchhikers and brought them to the house in a sense. I but, th- I think it know. just could have been shortened a little bit. Like yeah, just expedited a little bit more. And but I mean, I did like the the deaths, and I did like, you know, I I did like the characters. I just. There was just something there that was just missing for me in terms of the the pace of the movie and um, but I, I did like the deaths and I and I did like the giant teddy bear attack yeah and I did like I did like most of the there were definitely points in the movie that I did like and I probably would rewatch it if it was on TV or did show up um, yeah so I definitely watch it at least once but I just was like hmm a four I don't know like but it's definitely worth definitely a solid three yeah definitely a solid three mm. I, I think i can agree with you on that yeah. the, the beginning's pretty rushed like i said earlier when we were describing you know and picking apart the movie like they just kind of storm into the kitchen yeah there's no like knock at the door like oh who is this like that would have worked out and yeah no you probably didn't need them to drive by them earlier but yeah. it also gave you a little more insight insight to how they are as people. Like oh not yeah, people that True. are stranded on the side of like the road. Like setting the stage, and I and I get. Yeah. I just felt like it was a lo- that the whole like getting them acclimated into their rooms and stuff like took a little bit too long for me. Like yeah. I was just like, all right, you're in your rooms. Let's go. Let's bring on the blood. And, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I just I thought that could have been like just pared down a little bit. 
I think the whole Teddy thing coming out of the woods and being a bear. Yeah. I think that would have been awesome. Like after she jumped out the window. Yeah. And then as she's trying to get away from the house, <laughs> there's Teddy. And then that's mm. how she dies. Ooh, that yeah. would have You know been what I mean? So that, I think that poetic justice. That, it, that could have been like, um, you know how like in Jaws, you don't really see the shark to like yeah. halfway through the movie or three quarters of the way through the movie. And then that's what makes it more terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Like you're seeing what's happening. But I think that whole thing with Teddy, like you just see the bear thrown in the woods and yeah. that's it. And then as she's thrown out, like she, you think she's probably going to get away, probably forgetting about the magic. That would be fun, the house. yeah. And all of a sudden this bear comes out and mauls her that looks yeah. like a giant stuffed teddy bear. That been, I, I just yeah. felt like it was trying to find its way a little bit in this movie, yeah. like just where direction it was going. And I do have to say in the beginning when they're, driving in the car in the rain and I don't know if it's because it's fall but I definitely got like a Rocky Horror Picture vibe like when mm. Brad and Janet get stuck and <laughs> right? then you see the here. Ca- and then you see the castle like and I'm like it's Riff Raff in there and <laughs> there's a light over at the Frankenstein place <laughs> like I definitely got like that vibe yeah so. that's it's but like, I, yeah. You know, when they get stuck I'm like oh that old adage it's a rainstorm <laughs> we should go into that house right there yeah. But I, you know, I definitely, you know, I definitely like, it's a, it's a, it's not a bad flick yeah, for sure. I would cutie, definitely watch it once. It's mm-hmm. definitely got some, um, good qualities. Yeah. So, uh, the overall rating, me a four, you both a three, um, that will bring, uh, dolls to a 3.3 stone. What a little dickens you can be, my little punch. Nice. Okay. That's pretty good still. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'd probably be really hard pressed to give any movie under a three unless it's like really bad. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But that's just me. Yeah. It could be like garbage and I'd still give it like a probably a 2.5. But yeah. You know, I don't know. It's hard to give like. Yeah. But I just even the even the B rated movies. I just. You know, I, I I love those too for their B rated quality and their yeah their vibe. So awesome. Any final thoughts or shout outs or any type of plugs you want to give before we? Um, shout out to Daniel Gacharna for the uh, undertaking question of the week. Thank you again. Um, yeah, thank you again. very good one as always. I uh, appreciate that. If anyone has any, you know questions related to horror movies or Halloween, please send them our way um, to all our socials that will be listed at the end of the podcast. Yeah, and I just want to give a shout out to some of my listeners, uh, our listeners, Christine Mistretta, Christopher Blank, and yeah, I'm going to give a double shout out to to Daniel Gacharna, um, and thank you for the Facebook ad. Nice. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to everyone listening to the podcast. Mm. Um, we obviously get to see where you're, you all are listening from. It's uh, kind of cool that to see people listening from Sweden, Poland, and Canada. Yeah. So, so awesome. Thanks yeah. for listening. Thank all you over so the world. Much. This is cool. Just remember, guys, we do now have a, um, um, what's that chat room thing? that i just downloaded. oh discord discord i am i'm still learning on this whole podcasting but yeah. yes so we are on discord uh monster talk podcast uh check us out we already have some rooms open for discussions to talk about different things from conventions uh q a if you guys have any questions for us 
um, favorite horror movies and general discussion types. So definitely stay in touch with, with us there. Um, we have Facebook and Instagram, of course, at Monster Talk Podcast. And if you just want to sh- shoot us an email, um, it, it's the Monster Talk Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are now on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and iHeartRadio app, app and Apple. So Woo. plenty of uh, different platforms to listen to us on. Um, shout outs to my friend Bill for listening in and Mike as well. And uh, it's cool to see everybody's, um, you know, what they think about the podcast. And Yeah, for and sure. Any type of suggestions we we definitely are open arms to that because we just want to make this a good podcast for you guys, but also fun for us to make as well. Yeah. Um, we do have an event coming up pretty soon. It's on October 23rd, which is Sunday. 24th. Is it the 24th? I suck at this. I should <laughs> just really start looking at a calendar. Sunday, and... October 24th. Sunday, Sunday, yes. Sunday. We, If you live in the southern New Hampshire area or near Merrimack, New Hampshire, we will be screening Friday the 13th Part 2 <laughs> with a projector. Um, we're trying to figure out all the logistics to that, but it is free, so feel free to swing by. Um, the tap room for general hours closes at 7 p.m. We'll probably be starting the movie around 7.30. So. Yeah, so keep a lookout. We'll probably make a Facebook event uh, to spread the word. So add us on social media. I can't wait. Oh, it'll be, be a fun. fun night. I'm so excited, and, <laughs> and I, I just can't hide it. And I'm we'll about to lose control, control and I think I like it. it. And we'll post all the details about <laughs> what we have to offer for the movie. Yeah. Yay. So as we sign off, I'm Christopher from the Black Lagoon. And I am Reanimator Rob. And Meg the Mortician. We will see you guys next Wednesday. This has been Monster, Monster Talk. Talk.